my podcast, Chronic But Iconic. Welcome. Oh my gosh, it seems so weird to just be me and not have a guest. How weird is that? But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm so amazed by the amazing guests that I've had on. And it's great to hear that you've all been really, really enjoying the content that we've been creating. And well, I've been creating and the guests have, you know, kindly shared their own personal stories, their experiences which have been great and I know that so many of you can find comfort in their stories and relate in so many ways and it just goes to show that there's a massive chronic illness community out there and that you know it doesn't mean to say if you suffer with one disease that you can't relate to someone that suffers with another disease. A lot of the symptoms cross over and we go through a lot of the same sort of issues and problems within our journeys so it's great to share it's great to connect and please 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 never feel alone I'm so so lucky to have made friends through the community online and through life really now that I'm starting to be more open and raw about my own issues people come forward people find courage and bravery to also talk about their struggles and that's how we make friends and that's how we relate so I thank you all for for that and obviously your support in the podcast and it's great to see people enjoying it so thank you so much and I can't wait for this venture to keep growing and, and blossoming really and to have more exciting guests on in the near future talking about a range of subjects, sharing stories and just being a, a place where people can find comfort really that, that that's the main thing find comfort and find inspiration so today um this is this is going to be a big episode actually I think because I put out an Instagram what would you want me to speak about and my swimming mindset and how my swimming mindset has helped me deal with my health and deal with Lyme disease was one of the things that everybody really really wanted me to speak about so I thought that I'd do that today just just as a dose of inspiration and of course Lyme Disease Awareness Month is the month of May which is only you know not long away now so I think that it'd be great to really touch on this today and there's, there's so many elements of mindset that can help so many people because it's, it's, it's what we deal with every day you know we live with our mind our mind drives everything and a positive mindset is key to dealing with any illness and, and dealing with life as in general you know we need positivity to keep driving us forward and keep that motivation level high so thank you for sort of wanting me to do and talk about this because again I don't feel like I'm at the swimmer Sophie anymore it's it's kind of another lifetime ago and often I feel like it's sort of alien to me now and that people wouldn't really be interested in that side of my life. So thank you. I mean, it's probably going to be hard to speak about, but thank you so much. I appreciate you being so interested in that, in that part of my life. So thank you so much. But yes, I think there's many elements to swimming mindset that have helped me and also been quite often difficult because they can be one track minded let's say you know you're so so focused you're so driven you're so determined 
that often it can be well it can be backlash and can work in a negative sense to the fact that you become so overwhelmed you become so run down so exhausted I think I think that's the main word exhausted because you're so so driven and you don't give yourself time to sit back relax take time for you have time for Sophie and we all need that with illness and I'm I'm slowly slowly learning that maybe the hard way so yeah so first of all let's talk about pain with swimming pain was seen as a weakness you had to have a high pain threshold obviously with training you went through a lot of pain I mean literally you were pushing yourself that much that you had been sick at the end of the lane that was just a given you know at the end of most heart rate sessions that was going to happen there was lots of people passing out or having asthma attacks and it was just second nature you didn't question it you're pushing your bodies that much that having any sort of pain or weakness or wanting to cry wanting to give up it wasn't an option you had to work through it you had to push through it so when I'm having my days when symptoms are high symptoms are unpredictable I'm having a bad day I'm struggling to get through the day I do find it very very difficult mentally to sit back cry ask for support ask for help because it's not in my nature to do so you know in my swimming days I swam from when I was eight till when I was just just before I was 16 I quit but it's a big chunk of my life when I was going through so much growth in so many different ways that the tools that we picked up and the routine, the discipline, it becomes second nature. It becomes a massive part of you. So when you're faced with health that is a massive roadblock, you know, it does take you aback and you don't know how to deal with it because you're just so used to pushing through. And when you can't push through anymore, or you're being told that you need to rest, like you, your body needs time to heal, your body needs time for you, it's, it's like a foreign language, it's like someone speaking to you in a foreign language, you do not know how to understand it, you don't know how to take it, you don't know where to start or where to begin, suffering with any chronic illness is to many is seen as a weakness anyway whether you're the person suffering from it or even the people surrounding you can make you feel like it's a weakness because they don't want to hang out with you anymore or they question why you can't do certain things and being more accepting of the fact that you need rest is hard it's very very hard so that in itself is a massive challenge and a journey that we have to go on it's not an overnight thing and at first when we do begin battling with illness I think when you're an athlete when you have to maybe like obviously I was forced in reti- into retirement through illness so it wasn't my 
it wasn't my decision. It wasn't me who said, right, I'm giving up now. I'm stopping. No, like, it's not in my DNA to ever give up, never surrender. It was my talent. It was my love. It was my life. And so even now, when I have to sort of stop things, maybe, or I can't blog on one day, or I'm feeling really unwell, and I have to push jobs on to another day, I feel guilty about it, and I don't feel good about it. I do guilt trip myself. I sometimes punish myself in ways the fact that I beat myself up. I don't let it drop. I don't just think, okay, I'm having a bad day today. That's okay. Maybe I can do something else or maybe I should spend time with friends to boost my mood a little bit. I'll literally sit there and try and try and push through. I won't accept the pain alarms going off in my body as warning signs and red flags. I will literally push through because I I just I can't take no for an answer. I don't like being defeated. And it's good. It I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing, but sometimes it can have its negative effects and I'm learning that the hard way. I'm having to slow down. I'm having to readdress my work-life balance. I'm having to accept my health. I'm getting there. Obviously, at first, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I went through a good five years of really, really bad health, not knowing. And that was hard for me because I did have my walls up. I was isolating myself. I was, how do you say, like hiding from the world. I I was lying to the world. I wasn't being truthful about my struggles about my pain about my symptoms because I didn't know what was going on I didn't have an answer for them I thought it was all in my head because I was being told that so and that's a weakness obviously you know I was I wasn't dealing with whatever I was supposed to be dealing with in a positive way or an effective way I wasn't achieving the things that I wanted to achieve I wasn't being successful after obviously having to retire from swimming. I was at a loss. I didn't have time to have any hobbies or any other commitments outside of swimming when I was swimming. So when I stopped, I didn't know where to even begin. Luckily, I still had school when I was 16. So I still had some form of focus. I still had a routine that I had to, you know, obviously get up every morning. I had did school, came home, homework. There were still commitments there. There was still that focus, that routine. So that sort of kept me almost motivated because I still had a purpose. There was still purpose to my life. But when my health st- sort of started to get in the way and I couldn't even carry on with that routine that routine became harder and harder as the days went on it's it's difficult because like I said with the swimming you were you were brought up with routine you were brought up with discipline you were motivated you got up you pushed yourself you pushed your body when your body doesn't bounce back for you anymore or it's harder you do start to punish yourself I think it's only natural and you do feel very, very guilty. You feel like you're letting people down. 
you have no way of explaining what's going on because you don't understand what's going on. Um, and again, with swimming, there was always an answer. You know, maybe you were injured, you had a strained muscle or you'd been out of the pool for six months and that's why you weren't hitting that particular goal or, you know, you weren't hitting the times you were supposed to be hitting, let's say, because there was there was a reason behind it. But when you can't explain a reason behind it, it becomes to the point where you do hide away, you do feel guilty, you don't know what to say to your friends and family and that's very difficult and you can become very negative, only natural, you become to find yourself in a dark place that you can't get out of and accepting that you aren't achieving anymore and this is very hard for me to talk about because I'm very driven, I'm I want to achieve, I want to be successful in whatever I do and whatever I put my hand to. So when you become to a point where you're not achieving anymore, you're not successful, you don't have anything that brings you a lot of joy, you're not passionate about anything, that is very difficult. And you wonder what what is your purpose in life? Why are you here? You can't deal with what you're going through, you don't know who to turn to, you're very, very alone and I went through that stage for a good five years, my family were questioning me, my doctors were questioning me, they thought that I was crazy, I was depressed because my dream had come to an end and and I, I hide, I hide myself away. I still had a routine. Did the same thing every morning. Kept the routine because that was the only part of the sanity that I was, well, that was keeping me going. Basically, I didn't see friends that often because I didn't want them to see the person I had become I wanted them to remember me as the bubbly Sophie that they knew and loved and enjoyed being around because I felt that I'd become a person that wasn't a joy to be around I didn't bring anything to the table I wasn't fun I couldn't go out clubbing and enjoy my life and when I first started getting very very poorly I was 18 years old so that was the time when we were just about the drinking age and people were going out and having fun and enjoying themselves. And I just couldn't do that. I I was trying to go to the pre-drinks bit, so it was just a two-hour job and I could come away and I, I didn't have to stay out late because I couldn't hack it. And I, I had lots of water infections and sore throats and things, so that was sort of my excuse to my friends that, you know, I had, you know an illness or you know a water infection or an infection of some sort so that's why I couldn't come out but they probably were thinking like what has she become is she is she a granny now or like why doesn't she come out and why does she not eat the things that we eat and why you know why does she yeah not want to enjoy life and that's very difficult because I don't I didn't want to explain it to my friends because I didn't understand it myself and I think again with swimming whenever you were out you had a reason for being out of action you know you were ill or 
you had a sickness bug or you'd strained a muscle or had an injury. So there was a reason why you weren't there. There was a reason why you weren't present. There was a reason why you weren't achieving. When there feels like there isn't an answer, doctors don't have an answer, your family are questioning you, it gets to the point where you don't even want to put yourself in that situation where you have to answer because you don't have an answer to give and you're so used to having an answer to give, having a reason why um, or even a reason why you're, you're resting, why you're not, you know, why you're not training as hard as you should or pushing yourself as much as you should. So, like I said, keeping that routine, even when I was hidden away, it wasn't always pushing myself, but behind closed doors, I was trying to figure out a way of giving my life purpose. So I was set up my own blog, which is where it all started. I tried to travel as much as I could because it I, it's, it's so hard for me to explain, but I used travel as a way of trying to figure out how other people lived. Seeing different cultures helped me learn. It helped me realise that I wasn't alone in my struggles because there was other people going through different things around the world. It's talking to people, you learn so much, you hear stories. And then you came home and it kind of put things into perspective for you because you, you realise you weren't alone. There is a world out there. There is still life out there and you need to go and explore it and you need to go and speak to people, speak and be open. Realise that you aren't crazy and you need time for yourself but also you need that support and asking for support is not it's not a weakness at all we all need a cheerleader we all need a friend we all need a a good cry like obviously back in my swimming days crying was seen as the ultimate weakness you were not allowed to cry if you cried you were kicked out of the session it just wasn't on it wasn't something you did um so I guess when I did quit swimming and I did begin feeling unwell I did have those five years where I cried so much and I was so alone but it was almost like all of my childhood all my childhood tears just would come out at once the frustration the anger the guilt feeling like I've let everyone down I felt I felt like I had a massive massive wave of it it didn't just you know come on a little bit like it hit me like a car crash and I couldn't I couldn't cope with life I wasn't coping with life and I used travel as a way of seeing how other people coped with life because I couldn't understand it myself I didn't fully understand how you got through life with anything like with illness and with 
feeling so lost. Um, and like I say, hearing other people's stories of how, you know, they may have followed plan A at one point and then they got derailed and now they were on like plan D and figuring it out and they were taking a different path that they didn't think life would ever take them down. And I am a perfect example of that. I'm probably on like plan F by now, I really am. So that really helped me. And also traveling, while I was away traveling, it was sort of my escape from being at home as well. It it was my escape that when I was at home, maybe as around friends and family more, so I had to explain my symptoms, my health more often, and I didn't want to do that. I I didn't want to do that because I I didn't know what to say or the right thing to say. So, yeah, I I probably use travel in the right way and in the wrong way. In the wrong way because I used it as an escape escape, but at the same time, traveling was how I learned so much. I learned lessons that I didn't think I'd ever learn and about people. I became far better with people than I ever used to be. Maybe with swimming, maybe maybe with swimming, but I never really understood people properly. And maybe I, I other than swimming, I didn't really ever have anything else to speak about because I had school life but I didn't have a life outside of swimming so going traveling speaking to other people gave me knowledge really and experience of life and how we have to think outside the box never judge a book by its cover we're all very unique we're all very different we all take different paths and that made, that helped me accept things. It helped me... It, it actually trained me to be better with people. I really do think that because as well, when your health is declining and you lose control over your body, with swimming, you were so used to your body bouncing back like that all the time. There was never a recovery t- t- period. You, you know, you were on it all the time. There was never any respite. So I think that's why I find respite hard now and recovery time hard. I don't I don't accept it because I was so used to bouncing back. And when your body doesn't bounce back anymore and you don't have control over it. And being a young girl, it's sad to say, but our society is very focused on looks and body image, how we come across on social media platforms. So when that's taken away from you, you have your career taken away from you, your health is declining, your body is declining, you realise that you have to go deeper and that there is, within everybody, there's a, a deeper soul and there's good and bad people out there and even if they have a beautiful outer shell or whatever, they could have a really ugly inside and beauty actually stems from within. Beauty, well, inner beauty never ages, let's say. And it, it was an important lesson for me to have, actually. And don't get me wrong, 
I absolutely hate my body, I'm so underconfident, and, oh, I don't want to get up to that, oh, Sophie, right, um, especially at the moment, with the issues that I'm having, like, my weight isn't great, and summer's coming, everyone will be wearing nice clothes, and you feel conscious at 25, you should be in your prime, you know, you should be on the beach, enjoying yourself, wearing shorts, t-shirts, all of that jazz, and you just want to be wrapped up in a blanket, oh god, um, but, sorry, this is silly, um, take crying weakness, <laughs> um, you want to be wrapped up in a blanket, but being in my dad's industry is a very, well, you, you're around people all the time, let's say, because you're within sales, you're within retail, and I had no other choice but to face people and to face such harsh judgments. Um, and people questioning me, and somehow I just had to smile through it and accept it. And that is really, really difficult to do. And I, to this day, like, I, I still don't know how I did it because people saw me and then they, you know, they saw the girl, they didn't question me. They just, you know, like, oh, she's skinny, like, you shouldn't look well. But they didn't realise it took me, like, three hours to put my makeup on, decide on a dress, not even wear the dress that I wanted to wear because it showed too much of my arms or I felt skinny in it. Um, and that was difficult, but, you know, I'm so thankful so the friends that I do have because they still see the Sophie that I am deep down and they see past like everything which is so so amazing and I'm so so thankful to them and you know like you know my mum she'll be like oh you look beautiful and you look so nice even people that oh like, I meet and greet now that maybe might have been harsh at the beginning, but see me and know me and understand me, understand my health and what I go through, for them now to say, like, you look really, really great, you look pretty, you look well. Uh, often, sometimes, it's hard when people say you, you look well because you, you feel like you're falling apart inside, but it's so nice for them to see past it and to understand it. And again without me having to push myself and go out there and face them even though I really didn't want to because I was so determined to keep living life and just so determined not to surrender and not to give up and I knew deep down that the judgments that they were saying to me or pushing my way weren't true that is what's driven me to be where I am today and again that's come from swimming because I would not accept defeat and I would not give up and 
when you're in that race and no matter how much pain you are in, you know, screaming, screaming down the final 25 metres in absolute agony, like just praying for the wall to be there, like right in front of you so you could hit it and finish. I think that's how I've managed to deal with the harsh comments and deal with my body's transformation and my health um because I, I you know I want to finish I'm, I'm not I'm here for the long run I'm here to hit my goals and people see that now like they see my determination and they see the fact that I get up every day I still keep to my routine and routine's key and that's a great thing from swimming. It gives you purpose, it gives you self-worth, it gives you focus on what you're supposed to be doing and it just allows you to be in a, a healthier frame of mind which is actually so, so vital when you're battling any chronic illness. You have to have a positive mindset because you don't want to be going insane and you do want to still enjoy life and if you're in a negative frame of mind, everything's black, everything's dark, everything's gloomy and you don't want that. You've only got one life to live it. Um, you can't replay, you can't revisit. So I think that, that that's very, very important and I'm so thankful to swimming for that, for that focus and for that determination and although at times maybe I push through pain a bit too much and I do have bad days because I've pushed too much the, the following day and I am very work focused and sometimes too much so I am having to readdress my work-life balance currently because my health isn't great and I need to be able to live for Sophie as well. I, I love helping people, don't get me wrong, it's my passion in life and my mission is to help as many people as I can and achieve as much as I possibly can in so many different ways and that'll never stop, that'll never change but also I have to take time for me you know, because I am emotionally emotionally drained and exhausted and I can't be there for someone else if I'm not feeling great. So finding that balance isn't the norm to me because swimmer's mindset, you are always on it and you always push through and there was no respite. So now having respite, you do guilt trip yourself. And so that that is a process I'm currently going through and battling through and learning about. So it's massive, it's it's big and yeah, it's one of those things I guess that is a daily challenge and a daily struggle. And I it's something that I'm working on and I know that I need to work on and like I say there's no answers there's no this that and the other will happen right now um there's no promises in life there's no plan a direct route you have to accept that your train will be derailed routine is great for focus but also you need to make sure that within that routine there's structure that allows you to have time for you and enjoy your friends and enjoy life life is 
only well we only get one shot at it we can only live it once so we can't regret anything that we ever do and I I do sit here and I do have regrets and I try I am working on not having any more regrets and I know you know that goal probably isn't achievable and I'm okay with that but as long as I try and I, I make it a good solid effort in that so that's a big big thing and I think I've seen people do sort of like dream boards and goal boards and I think this is a great way actually just to keep your focus for the bad days just to have that good clear fun like mind map so to speak with different pictures and goals and your friends and family can help you with this but I think sometimes it's good to have good support systems around you saying like no you need to stop now this is rest time it's okay let's go out today let's do this today let's escape the house and if I was fully fit I would be traveling the world I'm not gonna lie like that is my goal and with chronic illness of any sort we feel trapped we feel housebound a lot of the time we can't go out much it's very restrictive and often when we do feel well, um, it can go the other way where we go all out because we want to live life. We want to feel like we're still within a, a big, strong part of society. We're still positive. We're still remembered by our friends and family as being fun and outgoing and bubbly. Um, and yeah, so I think the main points from my swimming mindset that I live with and has helped me with my battle is discipline definitely um no doubt about it it's a staple part of my life and key in so many ways pain having a high pain threshold has helped me manage my day-to-day life and be able to keep working very hard and actually have a work life because I know a lot of people often are housebound and bedbound and can't have that so I'm very very lucky that I can still work I can still put content out I can still go out the house I can enjoy time with my friends and I'm very grateful for that so yeah obviously though having a high pain threshold we have to we have to realize that we can't keep pushing through and doing more damage so that that is just a little bit of a red flag um, of course, not giving up, not surrendering, not surrendering, always, well, I don't, being positive about the fight, I guess, and always knowing that there isn't a reason to give up, we can still keep fighting, even when we're having our darkest days and we want to throw the towel in, we feel defeated, we feel exhausted, we've just got to take a step back and allow ourselves to just recharge a little bit, it doesn't mean that we've given up, it doesn't mean the fight's over, it just means that we're having a little bit of a rest and that's okay. Determination, determination and motivation go hand in hand. Um, You have to have passion, you have to have a mission and the combination of the two work great. Even, you know, the good days you're really focused, you're really on it, but even on the bad days, the determination that you've got really, really fires you and well fires you up for the the better days you know that there's better days to come you know what goals you want to hit and the successes that you want to have and when those are clear in your mind 
they kind of zap away any negativities. So I think that's key. And goals, I think setting goals is key, again, for focus, but also the fact that even, well, I, I mean, I think friends and family need to help set goals so that they're realistic. You have to be careful that they aren't silly ones, but also, like I said, it, it does give you that focus, it does give you that purpose and that self-worth back, which is massive when you're battling with a chronic illness, so it's very, very much key. And routine is is very, very important as well because, again, it keeps you grounded. You know what you're doing, you know what's going on. And I think when symptoms are unpredictable and your days are very unpredictable, it just oh, it give, it brings that calm back. It really does. So I think that's really, really important. But I'd, I'd like to finish by saying, you know, thank you for this question. I'm sorry I got emotional at some points. Um, but I guess that's the reality of it all and I showed my weakness crying so um, there you go that's that's the journey that I've been on because obviously there would be a point when that would not happen so you know we we learn on the job uh, knowledge is power and we have to keep growing we have to keep pushing on we have to keep adapting keep working and letting our walls down keep conquering those challenges and never be defeated and like I say thank you so much for this question I didn't think that anybody would want to listen to my backstory and me get upset really about this but um yeah so thank you so much and anything else you want to hear please let me know and thank you so much for listening I really hope you enjoyed and I can't wait for the next episode so thank you (laughs) Thank you.